Welcome to the No Lux Left Behind podcast, the world's first podcast dedicated solely to unboxing the allure of luxury handbags and the resale market. We're Monica and Erica, luxury consignment entrepreneurs with over a decade of experience. Whether you're a shopper, a seller, or listening for the laughs, you'll always get unfiltered knowledge here. Let's get started. The luxury secondhand market is growing four times faster than the primary luxury market at 12% per year versus 3%. Luxury resale already represents a $24 billion market today. What would it be? Billion. Billion. So let's dissect. Why has the luxury resale industry boomed the way that it has? Right. So there are, in our opinion, we've discussed this previously, but two different types of buyers in the resale industry. There are those who are big consumers. They're addicted to stuff. Sometimes they are addicted to things and they don't even realize They don't even know. They don't even know. And then there are those who, let's just say, have been inspired by Marie Kondo, Mm -hmm. the Marie Kondo effect. Like, if it gives you joy or not, and if it no longer gives you joy, then bye-bye. Yeah. If it doesn't serve me, sell it. That's, like, the theory when it comes to. So those are, like, the two different types of people buying in the resale industry, in our opinion. Yes. Polar opposites. Polar opposites. But I think they both serve a purpose. So... One thing with like people who are addicted to stuff, the resale industry allows you to constantly replenish your closet Mm. and like not feel the guilt. It's true. And also, you know, yeah, that I think that's the main thing for the consumerist people that Mm -hmm. really like to just buy stuff. Um, then when buy they buy stuff and like whatever, like have either have like lots of things to either show off or show on Instagram or yeah. just have because it makes them feel good, yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah, fine which too. is fine too. Judgment free zone here, hundred percent. Because honestly, you should go into my clawfish. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in my clawfish. If you are a person that comes from more of a consumerism point of view, where you enjoy buying things, it brings you joy then there's this ability to reach out to the resale market. Mm -hmm. And if something is no longer serving you at that point, then just reach out and sell it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you and I are so different because I am definitely a condo inspired we are minimalist total opposite aspiring. (laughs) You know, I'm not perfect, but I am definitely an aspiring minimalist. So I feel like I look at things like do I really like I really think about do I need this does it serve me does it make me happy if you should see my house like if it does not serve me if I don't need it love it or it's beautiful it's not it's not going to stay for very long right I literally clean out my house all the time and that includes my closet rearranges everything all the time I do I do even in our showroom I yes (laughs) (laughs) even here yes but um I find that when it comes to like luxury items, as long as I have the key pieces that are of high quality that to me feel like heirlooms Mm -hmm. that feel like I'll be able to pass them down to my daughter or a daughter-in-law or something one day, then I feel like I'm happy, which is all I need. But I know that there's like a a consumer like you that Mm -hmm. loves to have like I love that like if I love pieces. it, I want it. I love yeah. to have options. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I want the opposite of options. I don't want <laughs> options. I literally, I want one bag. 
That's it. I want one bag to use for, to go out. I want one bag to use to travel. I want one bag. Yeah. To but see, go overnight. We are the perfect example of the two polar opposites of people who are contributing to the boom of the resale market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, those consumer driven people and then the more Marie Kondo minimalist people. For sure. But why does that? Okay, so how does that translate to the luxury market, right? I think for a consumer like you that loves to have like several pieces mm-hmm. in their, you know, in their closet, I think that that sense of I've gotten a deal. I I've, love getting a deal. Oh my God, it's like addictive. Yes, I love getting a deal. I get that. But then I also like once I'm no longer using something that I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got a deal on it. I don't feel so bad. And then let me reach out to the resale market and see what I can get for it. Right. And possibly make some money back. Because the the part of it is you you buy something in the luxury market. And if you take good care of it, mm-hmm. the chances of it retaining at least some or most of its value is pretty good. Uh-huh. You really buy a is. Chanel bag. You know, let's say you buy a classic flap. I mean, sometimes these things can be investments. I mean, if you bought a Chanel classic flap in black caviar with gold hardware three years ago, that was an investment. Yes, honey. You can buy it or you can sell it today on the resale market and make money on it. And make money. You're not losing money on those. Yeah, that's why I feel that. I mean, that's definitely a reason why, um, you know, from from a micro perspective, from an individual consumer perspective, why I feel like people are so inclined. Because this is not like a new concept, no. right? Thrifting or buying things and, and make either making them better or just buying something more affordably from someone else and then reselling it to someone who wants it. It's not a new, it's no, not it's a not new, new theory, right? People have been doing that since the beginning of the economy. Mm-hmm. It's inherently part of the economy. So... I think we have talked about this before, but like instead of the trickle down effect, right? Like in mm-hmm. resale, sometimes it's the trickle down yep. where the luxury items, the stuff that, you know, the 1% of the 1% they're buying and then it trickles down through the resale market. But this concept of selling the thing, it used to be very taboo. It used to be. It used to be. But now I think that definitely with this like newer generation of mm-hmm. people, this more um, eco-friendly, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like society conscious mm-hmm. generation of people yeah. that are all on social media. Mm-hmm. They're all driving this boom as well because there is that sustainability, you know, like that that circular economy um, that and is it's driven being driven by younger affluent people who are yes. more conscious about what they're buying, how they're buying it, where yeah. it's coming from. They're much more responsible when it comes to trying to take care of the planet in general. It's January. It's 2021. It's time to get rid of dead weight and start fresh. We offer insanely competitive commission rates whereby you keep 60 to 80% of your sale with no extra hidden fees. We make it easy and all digital, including payments at the end of the month. If you have handbags, SLGs, or accessories that you really just don't reach for anymore, slide into our DMs over on IG at season number two consign 
or go to season2consign.com to get started consigning with us. Let's talk about this notion that one man's trash is another man's treasure. I think that goes... It's so true. It goes in every, like, echelon, right? Mm-hmm. Every every category. It goes from the brand new pieces from Chanel at the very top, the Hermes, the Birkins, yeah. those super high-end, the luxe of the luxe. And it goes and dwindles down all the way to the Louis Vuitton pieces yeah. that people think can't be salvaged so tell the people wait tell the people about your (laughs) alma that you have that i love yes so i actually purchased an alma on the resale market from a woman that literally just she it, it got to the point where she just didn't take care of it despised it but the actual canvas is in great shape. Well, canvas is like indestructible. Yeah. The Louis Vuitton canvas is indestructible. The canvas was in great shape. It was just the Vachetta leather that had water markings all over it. So, you know what I did? I purchased it for like a rock bottom price for an Alma. Mm-hmm. And then got all of the Vachetta leather painted my favorite color, pink. Oh my god. So now I have a personalized You guys, it is so cute. Yeah, I have a personalized Louis Vuitton Alma that, you know, is hard to find sometimes, even on the resale market. Mm-hmm. And it's mine forever. And it looks And then brand I, when new. I get old and I get sick of it and your daughter gets older, I'm gonna give it to her. <laughs> well, and it looks brand new because the trim was all it was yeah. like painted and sealed in like this beautiful kind of bubblegum pink color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so you and so pretty. Yeah, and it speaks to me personally. For sure. And I love it. You know, and then I added a, a string of pearls in the front. Like, make all of your items your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that are, of, of pieces that are damaged, we highly suggest Leather Surgeons. Yes. It, by the this way. This is not sponsored. This is not sponsored. We just really believe in them. They're a small family-owned business and their work is incredible. If you're listening to this podcast, you must be interested or you maybe you even heard <laughs> of leather surgeons because we do talk about them a lot and a lot of um, influencers, yes, bloggers. They're a fantastic Content company. creators, um, even just private uh, shoppers use them. Honestly, they do an exceptional job. And I love if you go follow them. I mm-hmm. love the videos that they post and yep. the photos they post of bringing Birkins back to life. They are proof that you do not need to be scared of a project, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, you don't need to be scared of buying a vintage Chanel flap that maybe has lost a little bit of its, um, uh, luxurious kind of color or, well, that's the thing. If it's faded a little bit, like leather surgeons can make that brand new. Yeah. Also highly suggest that if you're in the market for one of those pieces, like those flaps, right? These beautiful vintage Chanel flat bags, or even like, you know, a newer flat bag that maybe someone has just used time and time again, mm-hmm. and you can get a great deal on it, that's an investment piece. If you send photos to a company like Leather Surgeons mm-hmm. and they can bring it back to life and mm-hmm. make it new again. My God, that's a great investment. And you've, I've seen that all over Instagram. Like, we talk about leather surgeons because they're the ones that we have the most experience with. But mm-hmm. if there you are other reach, companies. there are other companies that do this all across the country, um, all over the world. And um, you can definitely reach out to them. Just make sure you're using someone that is 
purely reputable. Yes. Make sure you're getting a quote. Make sure you're very communicative yes. about Don't what you want. Don't just send your bags to any Joe Schmo no, and no, then no. reach out to us and say, hey, Mon and Erica, you told me to send my bag. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Don't come for us. <laughs> Don't do that. No, but with that said, I think it's... Um, I think that the luxury resale industry is not, like it's just not as taboo anymore. It's not. And people aren't necessarily I feel like and there's still a little bit of this, a little bit of like shame in certain um circles of like selling your stuff and people don't really want Oh, I think particularly um with buying used, mm-hmm. I think there's still a little bit of mm, a little bit of shame but there really shouldn't be because honestly it doesn't necessarily buying pre-owned or pre-loved from the resale market sometimes doesn't mean that it was actually used Mm -hmm. do you know how many consigners there are in the resale market or you know just people selling things that maybe their husband purchased them the exact same bag that they've already had or they don't like it or whatever and it's brand new and it comes to us with tags. Yeah. So and new in the box. I mean, that exists all the time mm-hmm. in the resale market. So there really shouldn't be this room. There shouldn't be any room for it being taboo anymore at this yeah. point. You know, if anything, it's super responsible. And, and I love when someone is like, if I compliment someone and I'm like, oh, I love your skirt. And they're like, oh, thanks. It was a deal. And they tell me a great price. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, that's even more impressive. Right. I think, like, let's just say prior to the last economic situation we had in, like, 2007, 2008, 2009, I think prior to that, there was this notion that rich people had to be, like, buying everything from the boutiques and, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that everything had to be brand new and you couldn't wear the same thing twice and you couldn't wear something from last season. Right. I think there was like this notion of that. But I think after the economy collapsed Mm -hmm. in that time, people had to figure out how to make their things work for them. Right. And I think that is really when there was a shift. It's super respectable to be, you know, a smart individual who knows Mm -hmm. how they can make their things work for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Time for a question from a listener. And her question is, how do I make sure the bags I have keep their value? Ooh, so many tips. Okay, first and foremost, make sure that you store your bags Mm -hmm. in the appropriate things like dust bags. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, it'll keep it from collecting dust. It'll keep it away from the sun sun. because sun damage is real, particularly on leather pieces and patent. Oh, yes. Yes. It will just collect on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Preferably, like, if you have the ability to put them, like, in, um, if you don't want to keep them in the dust bags, for sure keep them away from sun. But if you have, like, a glass case Mm -hmm. or just, like, a closet to kind of keep them away from dust and sun, like, that, I think that's ideal, too. I love when I see people in with the glass display cases, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking like I see them on Instagram and TikTok. They're taking care of their bags, but they can still see them. Yeah. Obviously, they get joy out of their display and they should. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's artwork. It is. A lot of this stuff is Craftsmanship. handmade. Craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. It's like a nod to their beauty. Um, stuffing your bags. Oh, yeah, is very important, but do not overstuff. No, and- don't overstuff. I can't emphasize this enough. Like, 
we use air pillows like in our office to and at home to take care of like the shape of the bag but you never basically the way that the bag this is a good this is a good um tip the way that the bag looks on the website is the way that the bag should remain when you have it stuffed yes that's so a when, good point. Yes. Great point. So do not overstuff the bag because especially if it's leather, you will warp the leather. Mm-hmm. You can relax the leather from not even wearing it if you have overstuffed it. Particularly when you're and when you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. Do not overstuff the bag. If you have too much stuff in there, pick another bag. Yes. Um bag shapers or not well, you know, like the organizers, the bag yeah. shapers. The base shapers. That's a great one. So that's a good one for the, um, like the totes, the Neverfulls. Yes. Um, they the do Suki have even. Guys, you can get those on Amazon. We actually have them on like our Bitly link. Yes. If you go if to you any of our profiles. If you follow us, if you go to any of our profiles, we have some that we suggest for you. Um, they are like commissioned links, but um, these are the ones that we suggest that we've tried that we use in our own bags and I mean um, they're I very think, affordable I honestly don't think that I could live um that my Louis Vuitton never full GM could really survive everything no that I feel I put like you in literally without... have like soccer balls and, cleat, <laughs> and cleats in there I have had cleats in there trying to get cleats to my kids but I mean you know you got to make your pieces work for you. And yeah. that's what works for yeah. me. But the organizers, the base shapers, for sh- certain, are going to help keep the shape of your bag. Mm-hmm. Let me suggest one thing. Uh, well, we have, I have a few more things. <laughs> but um, the honest baby wipes that are alcohol-free, they have, like, basically nothing they in them. Just they're just based? They're, like, water wipes. They have no – the alcohol will destroy your bags. Do not get – use Do wipes not. with alcohol. Um, but if you just have like a little bit of, I don't know, like dust, or maybe there's like a little spot that you're like, oh man, my cappuccino dripped or something on it. Those water wipes, if you very softly, like kind of circular motions on the, on the, the stain, um, those are really helpful. And because there's no alcohol in them, they're safe. It's basically just water, but the honest, particularly the honest wipes. And I know this because I have experience. I have a baby. And this is not sponsored. This is not sponsored. <laughs> we just, I just love those wipes. They're, there's a little bit of texture on them. Mm-hmm. The flat wipes, they don't get the goods. No, no, no. Okay? Don't get flat wipes. Flat wipes they don't are do anything. useless. They just make things wet. You need the texture. I know it seems like such a tiny little detail, but it is not. The honest wipes... Water wipes are the best for, like, little stains here and there as you use the bag. Mm -hmm. And also another product that, again, not sponsored, but that we really suggest to anyone that follows us and asks us is Colonil. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Colonil helps tremendously Mm -hmm. when it comes to staining. What is it? It's like a foam. It's a foam. It's a foam. Yeah. Also from Amazon. We have that on our Amazon links as well. Do we? We suggest it to everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. With a microfiber cloth, also in gentle circles. That's a great one. Um, for stains that are a little bit more set in, I would use Colonel. For the things that like you just, like I literally just dripped a cappuccino on my mm-hmm. bag, I would use a water wipe. Mm-hmm. Start there. And then I would move to Colonel. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that, hold on, afterwards. can I tell you another one? Uh-huh. I have so many suggestions. Oh, goodness. 
Don't get us in trouble here. Listen, do not come for me. Do not use the... <laughs> I'm prefacing this now. Do not come for me. Do not use this on a black bag, a very expensive lambskin bag. Because truly, at the end of the day, if your item is damaged, you need to send it to a professional. Yes. Particularly cobbler. if it's a very expensive piece. Like, send it to a professional. However, magic erasers... <laughs> oh, God. Also not sponsored. <laughs> no, don't. Were magic. Use that. You can use them on like Yeah, sneakers. let's talk about what we can use them on. Because sneakers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I use them on my son's cleats. Like the soles of things. Um, If you have like rubber. I mean, mm. I know there are like some like rubber pieces out there, but particularly sneakers. Um, You can use them on white bags. Don't use them dry first. Yeah. Don't wet them. Don't wet, wet them first. Use them dry. To see if it very softly, always gentle. Yeah. Don't come for me. If yeah. You don't get carried away, guys. Don't get carried away. Um, <laughs> take it a little bit at a time, yeah. especially when you're. I think that's the best advice that we can give that you can take away from this is go slowly mm-hmm. and be patient. Yes. When you're trying to clean your bags. Yeah. Because you would rather it take time to get it clean than make it look worse yeah um i think another one is like just treating things with care remembering that they're Mm -hmm. like handmade like beautifully crafted pieces like these are luxury items you know i'm not going to sit here and say that everything in the luxury market is like beautifully crafted and well made because we know that there are things that come out and you're like this thing broke in two seconds Mm -hmm. that sucks Mm -hmm. you know but you spent a lot of money you spend your hard-earned money on that and i feel like we need to treat our things with a little bit more respect. I'm saying that honestly to myself as well. It's like I get in the car and I throw my stuff in you the You know other what seat. though, but you're better at actually trying, being aware of trying to take care of your things. Mm-hmm. Because it also depends on like like your, I'll cover it if I go in life. the rain. I won't wear a leather bag if it's raining. Oh, see, I don't think that far ahead. Like, I, because it again, I it mean, depends on your season Sometimes of I life. I forget, or it just starts raining in the middle of the day, and I don't have a choice. But I'll cover yeah. it if it's raining. Yeah, I mean, it is important to remember. Sometimes we get caught up in life. That's just mm-hmm. how it works with all of us as human beings. But I actually did like throw my Neverfull in my clothes mm-hmm. and then didn't realize that there was clothes being stacked on top of it and this was like a week ago mm-hmm. and last night I went in there looking for a shirt that was I think in that clean pile of clothes and mm-hmm. I saw my Neverfull and the shape of it made me so upset yeah. that I was like oh my god thank god they're like resilient those yes bags. but it, I mean yeah we do have to remember to take care of them because they're valuable pieces mm-hmm. and listen at the end of the day we're talking about resale here when you take care of your pieces, they will retain more value than if you were just to be, like, throwing them around and treating them like crap. Yeah. You do want to think of your pieces, especially if it's, like, the Louis Vuittons, the sought-after Gucci's, the Fendi's, the Chanel's, the Hermes. You want to think of them as an investment. As collateral. And Listen, you want to take care of them. Nothing is pro- – I mean, I know this is kind of, like, a bleak thought to close with, but, like, nothing in this world is promised – and if you're buying luxury handbags, like, consider that, like, take care of them and consider it collateral mm. in the event that, like, <laughs> I don't know, something happens. And yeah, you know what? Let's, there's money there. This is a whole other, um, I, th- I feel like we've gone so far out of, <laughs> of the question, but this is another podcast topic, I'm sure. But 
there are people, especially now at this time during a pandemic, mm-hmm. a global pandemic, that they have lost their jobs, their husbands have lost their jobs, or their significant other has lost their job, and they need to look to their handbag collection mm-hmm. to be able to pay the mortgage or bills. Mm-hmm. And that's a very realistic situation. For sure. For a lot of people. Yeah. So just make sure that you're taking care of your handbags. Guys, if you're not already following us, we are at season the number two consign on all platforms, including TikTok and Instagram. We drop knowledge and have fun on all of them. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. We have so much more to share with you. Thank you for being here and don't forget to be fearlessly authentic.